Hi and welcome to the Cans Across the World podcast. This is episode 96 and as always I'm Sean. Always have been. I've been Sean for 30 odd years today. <laughs> it's not going to change but you're very welcome. It's been a while since I've done a podcast on my own. Reason for that being I've been very lucky to have uh, fantastic guests the past couple of weeks. Uh, starting with Darren Matthews a couple of weeks back. Uh, I'm going to say maybe four or five weeks now. Uh, we were on together and we were drinking a homebrew mead and it was unbelievable. It was so tasty. Mead, as you know, is a, a honey, like fermented sort of ale kind of thing. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was crazy because it was like 16% or something, but I got to the very end of the bottle and near the end of that podcast, you can sort of hear the drunkenness in my voice. <laughs> it was hilarious. I was listening back and I was going like, oh my God, is that what it sounded like? That is mental. Uh, so very, very happy to have done that and survived. And thanks very much for Dar Matthews for sourcing the mead. Thank you. That was a good vibe. Then the next podcast after that, as you probably know, I was chatting to Matt and Joe, who are the director and assistant director and stars <laughs> of an upcoming Amazon TV like uh, program. I, I am terrible like like just knowing what stuff's called <laughs> like just rambling but that's how you kind of start doesn't it? you kind of ramble and get into the flow so this tv show is going to be on amazon prime in 2022 so keep an eye out for it it's called burkhall's pints and it's about a pair of craft beer brothers who uh run a craft beer brewery and they're uh basically blackmailing a local conservative mp like tongue-in-cheek it's the tories <laughs> so uh they're trying to blackmail this dude to pass legislation to allow them to give the beer to the public and it looks incredible um from what i've seen so far like i've seen some test footage which is available on their social media channels check them out on instagram and facebook and stuff like that it's being made by a company in liverpool called some guys with a camera so check them out and they've actually just hit their uh crowdfunder like a couple of days ago so production's properly going to start on that soon as well and obviously england's open for all the bars and all and all the good stuff we're getting there we're not too far away we're like 15 days away or something like that so so close very very excited um but yeah check it check that out and cheer them on and say hello. They seem like absolutely lovely people. If you'd listened to that podcast, it was episode 93, I believe it was. Um, so if you haven't heard it yet, head back and find out what the project's all about. They can actually tell you better than I can because I'm, as you know, terrible at describing stuff. Use your big way words, people always tell me, but nah, it's too easy. <laughs> too easy to speak properly. After that... I had an absolute rock star on the podcast, so I had Dr. Keith Villa, who, if you're not aware, uh, just invented a wee bear called Blue Moon. Uh, I don't know, like, if I hope it takes off. <laughs> um, back in the 90s, uh, he invented Blue Moon um, after he got his, uh, his degree in brewing and stuff like that. Um, available all over the world. Took the world by storm. It was one of the first sort of major craft beers to do so uh you can find it absolutely everywhere uh 
a lot of people who listened to that episode just got in touch with me after and said like holy shit like that's insane like blue men i've had blue men like all the time like that was one of the first beers or that was their beer entry into the into the beer world um if you don't know what blue men is keep an eye out it's absolutely gorgeous i had some recently i actually had some directly after that podcast after i spoke with them um so i went down to the off license grabbed a bunch of bottles of blue moon and then got oranges as well because <laughs> it's traditionally star- served with like an orange um so that was episode 94 if you want to check that out it was fantastic and dr keith via such a nice guy like i couldn't get over like how um welcoming and and sound he was and stuff like that for being such an influential character he's inspired so many brewers and breweries um to do what they do today so yeah that was incredible to get to chat to him he was mostly on the chat about his new uh brewery which is actually like promoting now uh it's called seria like c-e-r-i-a and they're a thc slash cbd like infused non-alcoholic beer so if you're out and you fancy like oh i'd love a wee can or something but i don't fancy drinking and you want something that'll sort of give you a nice wee buzz you know and get you on a level as everybody else but you're not going to wake up with like a crazy hangover this is the one for you unfortunately uh we're in ireland (laughs) so well if you're in somewhere where you can get this like if you're in like a lot of people listen to this in america and uk and stuff as well but being that we're based in ireland we can't get it uh seria actually do have like a a european distributor like one of the guys from the european uh, distribution company like reached out to me and said about the podcast because seria actually sent the podcast episode over to them to go like oh Dr. Keith Vier was on this podcast, like, have a listen, and the guys actually reached out to me through the Cans Across the World website, um, cansacrosstheworld.com, and, yeah, it was so cool, I was, like, back and forth, just emailing those guys, just, like, find out what the crack is with them, and, uh, I was trying to get some serious sent over here to Belfast, but, unfortunately, because of Brexit and stuff like that, can't do it, not at the minute, because, as you know, everything's up the left with the deliveries and all that kind of shit so yeah that is the crack but hopefully someday we'll get there slowly but surely like things are kind of improving and uh hopefully we'll be able to grab some cans of that because i'm very very excited like anything that uh dr v has actually created like it's it's going to be absolute gold i think because obviously he's got his doctorate in brewing but He's just so passionate, like you can hear in that podcast if you listen back to it, like the passion and love he has for brewing and the whole process and, and the sort of craft and art behind it, uh, it really came across and I was I was just absolutely, like I left that podcast going like, oh I can take on the world, <laughs> I'm so inspired you know, um, so yeah like check out that podcast as well, it was fantastic, it was great to uh, chat to him and after that then my next guest was alan mann of brewgooder so brewgooder are uh, a beer distribution company they're like a craft beer company set up to distribute beer and basically 100 percent of their profits 
go towards clean water drinking charities. So like so like Malawi, there's a lot of like uh, projects and efforts to get them cleaner drinking water and stuff like that. Because there's a like if you check the Cans Across the World podcast um, on on the website on the website cansacrosstheworld.com, check out the article for that. There's a whole bunch of videos on there. There's like the one it's called the Dirty Pint. And it really hits home of uh, how how much of an issue that is. And it was just mind-blowing, the things that we kind of take for granted. But Alaman there and the rest of the people at Good, Brewgooder, uh, they're actually donating 100% of the profits from the company to actually improve things for people in the world. And they aim to uh, just like help anybody that needs it. And it was an absolute brush of breath, brush of breath there. <laughs> All right, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, calm down. <laughs> I swear, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna crack this can. <laughs> so as we do, I haven't even had a drink yet. So as we do on this podcast, we talk about beer and we review beer. So today, I've got the very excellent Embongito. Tropical Table Beer by Boundary Brewing. <laughs> and it's a 2.8% ABV. So it's a wee, it's a wee chill number. Um, so let's crack the can and get it poured. Listen to this. Oh, unbelievable. Do you hear that? See, this is why I need gas. So I talk less. <laughs> like, I'm not... I'm not around to screw it up as much if somebody else is talking and I'm kind of just there, like, driving the, the podcast forward and asking questions. <laughs> but there you go. This is what happens. Um, but I, I thought, like, I would pop on and just, like, chat this week, just have the crack and uh, fill the gap between last week's guest and next week's guest. Um, not tell you who it is just yet, so you can come back next week and find out who it is. But it's going to be a good crack, as always, and we're steamrolling towards episode 100 as well. Like, unbelievable. Like, four episodes away, by. Let's get this poured. <clears throat> oh, well. Proper ASMR. <laughs> so, I'm a sniff. Oh, well, yeah, it does smell very tropical and citrusy. Um, nice wee floral notes coming through. It smells like sort of pineapple and mango. Good, good whack of mango coming through there. I love mango. I had this, like, mango smoothie the other day. Like, the weather's been getting so much better, and it's bright, it's warm. It feels like fucking summer, <laughs> even though we're, like, kind of getting into the end of May sort of thing. We're getting a bit warmer here, and that's fantastic. And uh, for the sip. Oh, yep. <clears throat> that's class. It's so gorgeous. Like, it's so, like, it just totally washes your mouth and like, this refreshing sort of zesty mango flavor. And there's a nice wee head on it as well that kind of, it gives you a nice wee really, like bit of foam, and knowing that it's a two point eight percent, you're getting this really really flavoursome beer, and you can sit and sip and enjoy it, but you're not gonna worry about getting absolutely 
hammered because <laughs> it's only a wee 2.8%. So what is a table beer? I hear you ask. Like, is it just a beer and a table? Well, yeah. In that case, like any beer is a table beer. It's a beer that you put on the table. But no, a table beer is a wee bit more than that. So historically, table beer is basically a beer that everybody at the table can have. So like your ma, your da, your 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 dog, you can put it in the dog's bowl if you want. No, don't do that. Don't give dogs alcohol. But the Wains, the Wains can have this beer. So like if you're sitting at a wee table, it's going to be low enough that everybody can have it. And traditionally they always had like less than 1% ABV and they go up to about 28 because then once you get to 3%, you're talking about session APA. Um, oh, sorry, session beers then, which would kind of be like low percent, but they're still like sessionable. You can still have a quite a few of them and not worry about getting absolutely polex. I mean, probably still can't drive, like. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend drinking driving. Like, in fact, I firmly stand against it, to be fair. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I, lo- I absolutely love that. All right, so what's been happening then? Where everybody, what is the crack? So first up, the thing that's getting me most excited here is the fact that lockdown restrictions are finally easing. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to talk about my personal feelings or, or whatever towards anything. Uh, just I'm so excited that we're finally getting dates on things. Uh, so from today, the 23rd of April, you are now going to be able to get your hair cut, get your wee nails done, and get yourself ready for heading out to the buyers, which is going to be the 30th of April, which is the most important thing. Um, so also, outdoor visitor attractions can reopen, which would be, I'd imagine, I haven't checked, but I imagine like the likes of Lesco Hydro and stuff like that. And all your wee, uh, like, it's basically anything outdoor that people can social distance in and stuff like that are. Driving lessons can resume from the day. Theory and practical driving tests resume as well. So get driving, get your car, get out the country, head over to <laughs> England if you fancy an early pint. If you don't want to wait next week, just do we drive. Why not? So outdoor competitive sport will be allowed with numbers not exceeding 100, no spectators allowed. So you can have a 50-a-side football match if you want. It's now allowed, according to the COVID thing, because it said outdoor competitive sport. So 50-a-side, no subs. Um, Get it going. That would be incredible. Like, just fucking imagine out there. Just slide tackles and fights everywhere. Like, that many people, you couldn't see the fucking ball, but no matter. Crossover, uh, basically Royal Rumble with football. But yeah, you should definitely do that, because uh, the likes of basketball, if you've never seen basketball, like, swear to God, just pause this podcast right now and come back to it after you watch it. Um, <laughs> but the whole vibe about basketball was like, they merged two different sports, so basketball and baseball, to make basketball. And it's, it's brilliant. It's made by uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, like the guys who created South Park and 
all good things that came from that, like like say, uh, Book of Mormon, the play you've seen, uh, Orgasmo, and so many more. So get into it, but I think they should do that. Like they should totally mash up the Royal Rumble with football for the crack because there's too many like like boys get tiny knocks in the leg and rolling about the ground and all like put an end to that have them actually allowed to like be allowed to fight each other or like hockey rules like do hockey rules like like let them scrap it out if it goes to the ground then put them in the like the sun bin (laughs) for like a minute (laughs) the wee penalty box thing and let them cool off until they come back out but then that's when like I don't know like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer sends in the enforcer and they stand in front of the, the penalty box and wait for the other player to come out and then they, they scrap it out again and then yeah so on and so forth it would be probably double the length of time that a normal football match would be like you'll have to start doing probably football in quarters as well like the way hockey is just to give players time to recover from the absolute beatings that we get in the pitch. But anyway, food for thought, that's all I'm saying. Like, if we're going to come back to doing sports again, let's make it really, really interesting. Um, MMA on ice, like UFC on ice, totally up for it. Uh, no more messing about, just... What am I talking about messing about? It's it's always chaos all the time. Um, but yeah... Another element of danger. Um, something like that, you know. Food for thought, again. Again, coming up with all these ideas of uh, all these fantastic sports. MMA on ice. There's, I think there's something in that. Like, like I think Dana White would go for it, like, if I pitched it to him and just say, like, oh, here, what about MMA on ice? What about uh, seeing, like, Habib? Just in a pair of skates, like just wrecking boys, <laughs> the most dangerous man. Speaking of, actually, Habib is now a football player as well. Like he plays for some team in Russia. Um, I think is it Serbia or something like that. I'm not sure. If only there was one like website where I could look stuff up and get facts right and stuff like that. But absolute effort. Um, yeah, that'd be absolute crack. But anyway. Back to restriction easing, we'll go to next week, which is the crux I wanted to, what I want to talk about and what I'm excited about. <clears throat> so, all remaining non-essential retail is the open, so you can get down to Primark and get your pishy undies, <laughs> and uh, you can uh, get all your clothes sorted for your night out. You're probably going to have to get there like super early in the morning. Because I imagine it'd be just queued out the door all the way down the street and all that kind of stuff. Um, good pair of tracksuit bottoms and all down there with your nice fresh haircut from the week before. If you were able to get one. And yeah, but correct. Then the uh, tourist accommodations open as well. Licensed and unlicensed premises can serve customers in outdoor settings in groups of six. Uh, from no more than two households. <clears throat> so, three people and three people from two households can hang out. How are you going to enforce that? Like, don't be stupid. It's just so annoying. Like, 
they always do this. They go like, oh yeah, it's got to be like uh, from two different households. Like, how are you going to enforce it? Like, are you going to make the bar staff who are already overworked and over, on, like, just under so much pressure to get things right and make everybody safe and and comfortable and make them feel safe in this new environment that we're in? And then you're going to say like, oh yeah, like uh, have them all bring proof of address as well. Have all six people bring proof of address. So three and three have to be the same address. Um, it doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, these are the, the silly things that they say. Uh, but yeah, it's like the last said about the, the crappy government here, the better. Um removal of curfew on takeaways and off licenses this is great um because like even though you have all day to get a wee carry out you're not thinking like 12 and the like midday going like oh i should get me beer for tonight like you might rock over at like i don't know like just a wee bit around eight and there's times where people have been in like uh supermarkets and stuff shopping like close to it and they can't get served after it they're not allowed to scan it through it's just it was just insane um so so happy to see that ending as well which is excellent and as as far as the word in the street is you don't have to buy food when you uh, head to the bars now and you also like don't have a curfew or time limit on when you can stay so that could be you for a good couple of hours instead of the two hours they were imposing before. Um, so yeah, I'm so excited. Like we're sort of starting to get back. And then gyms reopening next week as well, the 30th. And also there's a, a limit on outdoor gatherings in domestic gardens increased to 15 people from no more than three households. So the <laughs> that's... It's just, it's just bonkers. Like, you're allowed to have 15 people in your garden from three households. So five people from three different households. And the crack there is, like, it's not regulated. It's not like they have bar staff or bouncers or or sanitizing equipment available and all that good stuff. Um, but when you go to a bar, oh, it's got to be six people from two different households. He's like, what? We've gone from 15 to six here, boys. What is the crack? Um, but yeah, like, I know it's silly. It doesn't make sense. Like, it, it's kind of, it's all like lashed together. It's just like, what are they, like, do they use autocorrect? Do you ever do that thing, right, where you start a sentence with autocorrect and you press space bar and just let, the sentence like play out as random and you just end up with a sentence like the way these guidelines are written that's what the the thing looks like <laughs> but if i'm honest i'm only taking the piss because like I'm, I'm very excited that we're getting back so excited to be getting back especially on the 24th of may as well well basically everything's back open again um so you've got your indoor group exercise and stuff like that so you can do your your basketball indoor your indoor football all that stuff and you've got your your gatherings indoors so you can 
gathering door again. You can go to pubs and doors. And yeah, that's going to be great because a lot of pubs don't have beer gardens and don't have access to have a beer garden and stuff like that. So on the 24th of May, oh, that's going to end. It's going to be fantastic. It's been a tough year. We deserve a big long sesh all the summer. But yeah, apart from that, we're starting to get some class gigs being announced as well. And there's so many. There's like, I think the one I'm most excited about, uh, like straight away, is probably like Fatboy Slim is playing Telegraph Building in November. And I don't care what anybody says. I am going. I'm putting on my floral shirt. I'm getting down with the... Uh, well, it probably won't be all days, to be fair. Like, I wish it was. Like, because Norman Cook is one of the coolest guys ever. Like, he's just, like, this older guy. And he's got, like, this class, like, Hawaiian floral shirt on all the time. And he's playing these bangers, these, like, iconic tunes. And it's going to be Belfast, November. I really, really hope it happens. Um, Because I, I just want to go. But, yeah, there's so many gigs. There's, like... Uh, Likes of Live at Leeds as well. Like the lineup for that looks immense. Like there's so many great bands. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. But the <laughs> there's the funny thing. I was like looking at all different stuff happening, and well, I am. I actually released a Bluetooth face mask for two hundred and ninety nine dollars. So it'll be about about two hundred quid in our money. And it's just, it's so badly timed. Like, it's just so weird because, like, well, in fairness, you know people have bought it, like, because they're all like, oh, this is a big fashion and stuff, I guess. And you're just like, oh, mate, we're near the end. We've got the vaccine. Everybody's getting vaccinated, all that kind of stuff. We're opening. Like, you don't really need a face mask, like, anymore. (laughs) Well... It's not all gone yet, so you might have, like, a good couple of months where we have to wear face masks and stuff like that. But <laughs> for the most part, like, the worst of it is behind us, you know, fingers crossed, or knock on table, which is wood. And, yeah, it's just so strange. You know people have bought that. You know people have, like, went, oh, my God, like, this is so fashionable. I can't cope, I can't cope with it now. And then uh, they bought it, but what it does, it's got like little uh, little earplugs, so you can connect your uh, your phone to it, and it's got like the wee respirator thing that face masks have. But you know what, like a pair of Bluetooth headset, like headphones, but a tenner for okay ones, like <laughs> I mean, passable. I mean, you're not like doing much anyway, are you? I mean, what's happening? And then face mask, get them for like a quid. So there you go. I saved you like 190 odd quid or something like that. You're welcome. Money saving tips on cans across the world. <laughs> well, yeah, if you fancy it, he's selling it. He will absolutely sell you anything. He's an absolute snake oil salesman that William or William. Um, but there you go. Speaking of William, uh, well, that's actually Philip, but Prince Philip died. And didn't get to talk about it because a guess on nothing to say really that hasn't been said, but yeah, it sucks when people die. But in fairness, like he looked unwell for a good couple of years, so it didn't really look 
you know, he 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 had much time left anyway. I had him on my uh, death pole for a good couple of years. Didn't have him on this year, stupidly enough, but there I go. Um, but yeah, absolute legend of the sesh, as, as far as I'm aware. Like, he said so many crazy things. Um, and it was so funny, like, because there was all these comments and stuff, as always, like, I try my best not to read comments because, you know, when you, like, get into the comments of things, it's just people sniping at each other and making it personal. They, they never actually talk about the actual event that's happening. Um, so I've seen one thing that was all like, oh, he's a, he was a big racist and all this kind of stuff. And then people were like, oh, yeah, because he said stuff in, like, the 80s or whatever. And then I was just on and on from there. But then... Like, it would turn towards the person that actually said the thing instead of talking about the actual event. And it was, it was just, yeah, I, I don't bother about comments at all. But then getting into the actual stuff he said. <laughs> like, he was, in, uh, he was in China, and there was a group of British students there, and basically he said to them, don't stay up too late, you'll become all slitty-eyed. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Who even says that? He was uh, meeting Aborigines, uh, and he said, oh, he's still chucking spears at each other. Like, <laughs> what? And then <laughs> there was another time he met uh, a nurse in the NHS, and this was actually recent, as far as I'm aware. I think it was like 2013. Recent enough. I mean, what are we, 2021 20, now? But what was it? I don't know. I should look at look these things up. These are all just top of my head because it always cracked me up. <laughs> He's so it was just so funny because it just reminded me of uh, like just that generation. That's just that's just the way they talked. Like that's just the way it was. Um, so obviously he's not going to be up all the times. PC like people are all like offended by stuff that he said, and you're just like, mate, like that was just the sensibility back then. I mean, if you are offended by that now, then that's because things are improving. And we're actually, you know, we've got more of a head on our shoulders about like, uh, I wouldn't say like fucking wokeism or something like that there. But, you know, the positive side of it where like we're going like, oh yeah, like what he said back in the day is messed up. But I wouldn't say that. Like that's not my vibe. I wouldn't say that stuff. But this time... Um, he was chatting to the NHS nurse, uh, Filipino lady. So he says there must be, there must be nobody in the Philippines. You're all over here running our NHS, and it's like what? Like that's not even like, could you imagine? Like that's not like I I just can't understand that train of thought. Like it it's just just not something that would go through my head at all. It's just. He's some boy, hey. Um, so I miss his madness, his absolute madness. And I think that sort of uh, line of thinking will sort of die out generation after generation. And you'll have to kind of look look back. Um, like all these, all these different woke people and stuff like that, they're trying to be offended. They're looking back on historical things and going... Oh, it was terrible. It's a poor representation and stuff, I guess. And they're really trying to be offended. Um, 
But for us, like normal people, we can look back at it and go, oh yeah, things were shitty back then, but they're getting better now. We're far better. We're in a far better position now, right now, than we've ever been. And it continues to get better every day. Like the other day, like just this week, actually, like the gay conversion therapy has been banned by Northern Ireland government. And that's class. Like <laughs> 2021. I mean, like it's a long time. <laughs> like we're, we're so behind the times. Like that is uh, just one of the many aspects of this country that is failing people. Um, but obviously the likes of uh, like DUP, like y- you can check out the full list. Um, there's a Instagram and Facebook group called Progressive Politics NI. They've got all the all the the councillors and sort of cabinet members and government members that actually like voted against it and actually abstained from their vote. Um, so you can view all their names there and stuff and, and stay informed of that of who not to vote for the next time if that's your bag but um, there you go but one of the people Arnie Foster <laughs> apparently <laughs> voted against it so wanted to keep the, the gay conversion therapy and keep it in churches and stuff to get there keep it going but then a week but like a week earlier she was saying, like, oh, she loses sleep over being called homophobic. And you're just like, well, try not being homophobic. Like, just try it. Just for a day. Like, you don't have to... Yeah, like, you don't have to be that all the time. Just just one day. One day out of your life. Just, just pack it in. Just be tolerant. And fight for equality. One wee day out of your wee life. Try out you, see how it fits, see how you get on. You might like it, you might hate it, but at least you've tried it, I guess. You might even get a bit of sleep about you, Arlene. <laughs> Wild. But there you go, this is this uh, that's the kind of thing. So she loses sleep over being called homophobic, um, despite never like enforcing a policy that isn't. <laughs> Absolutely well. But let's get off that anyway. <laughs> um but all that all that information is out there, and uh, obviously we're getting we're getting much better, far far better. I keep taking we sort of breaks to sip on this, because I have a habit of just sitting talking away, and then mouth goes dry, and I'm left with like a full drink at the end of it. So there you go. But yeah, loads of other stuff happened. Uh, you've had the verdict from the George Floyd case as well. Uh, obviously the cops have been found guilty. Uh, not, I'm not a, not into politics. I haven't been following it. Obviously, just just anti murder. That's that's all. Like, <laughs> what was the dude's crime? Like, uh, honestly, like he. Even if he did have drugs or if he had kind of a money or, or whatever it might have been, like it's not a death sentence. Like it absolutely is not a death sentence. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say on that because it's been discussed by people far more intelligent and read up on this than I am. Um, so I'm not going to get into it. But we'll, we'll, what I will get into, I watched Godzilla versus Kong since last we spoke as well. And 
uh, it was everything I wanted. Everything I wanted. Um, <laughs> it was just loud, dumb, explosion-y fun. Like, it was just so much crack. Like, it was fantastic. Um, it was stupid. Like, I've seen a lot of negative reviews on it and going like, oh, it was stupid, there was no story, and fucking so what, mate? So what? Like, let there be no story? It's been a tough year. Let us just have that ridiculous summer blockbuster-style fun um, and be loud and be just absolutely insane. Make it look like toys smashing together, like uh, just toddlers grabbing a bunch of toys and just smashing them together and breaking stuff and uh, having the crack. But, like, not once. Like, I think after the film, I started thinking about it and started thinking about all the different things that happened and <laughs> how ridiculously stupid it was. But during it, I was just like going like, I was just going, I'm just going to enjoy this for what it is. A big, dumb, ridiculously uh, over-expensive action film. Like, it's a monkey fighting a giant lizard. Like, obviously Godzilla's going to win. You know, it's not going to be, <laughs> it's not going to be like the next, uh, like, it's not going to be like the next Independence Day, you know, where it was like self-aware and, and um, I think it was actually brilliant, but it was also stupid as well. <laughs> um, absolute masterpiece of a film. I love it, don't get me wrong, but it knew what it was. Um, a big, dumb action film. And it had a lot of stuff we didn't see before. But the writers in this, the writers in Gods of vs. Kong, uh, they're not they're not smart writers. Like So they couldn't have given us uh, a good storyline for the characters. I mean, you've got... Julian Dennison in this, who is the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People. And Julian Dennison was incredible in that film. If you haven't seen that, it's a Taika Waititi film from 2016, I think it was. But if you watch that film, he's just lick of gold. Like, he's just fantastic. Um, no, <laughs> I was just thinking, lick of gold's piss. <laughs> but... No, the good liquid gold, like the the one you want, uh, all of your your face, neck, and chest. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that that kid is like fantastic in that film, and that's because Taika Waititi, uh, who we all know did Thor Ragnarok, uh, again, really well written movie, funny, give a new spin on the character Thor instead of just like being an overpowered god. There's a bit of crack about it. Like it was, I felt really hearty and grounded, and and it was class. And then other Taika Waititi movies like Eagle vs. Shark, you've got Boy, uh, you've got uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, geez, the list goes on and on. Um, but there's so many different uh, Taika Waititi movies that are just fantastically well written, and. Unfortunately, when you see Julian Dennison in Godzilla vs. Kong, he plays... What's What even is his character? I can't remember. I remember there was, like, a podcaster, which is, like, um, like the guy's job as a podcaster, and you're like, man, that's the most fucking obnoxious job ever. Like, 
it's talking in the microphone for a living but he's like he's like a conspiracy podcaster so he's basically like uh coast to coast fm but for uh the likes of like what do you call them monarch and uh, the other guys whoever's monarch's fucking monarch are absent in this film by the way which isn't cool uh they're either defunct or just they've gone really underground since the, the bad press and stuff of what they were up to in the last lack of films but uh scripting this gave uh, that kid nothing to do so I, I was excited to see him i was like oh yes there he is happy days we're about to get some some crack some witty banter uh but there's nothing <laughs> there was nothing like all the human characters in this film are just there to kind of shout about what happens like oh there he is no there's godzilla oh my god what's he doing oh what's he doing and then like uh like that it's just so annoying like there's <laughs> and then there's that air right that kind of annoyed me because they wasted like a funny character um like a, a funny actor like he's incredible like i really enjoyed him and hunt for the older people obviously if you haven't seen it check it out um julian dennison and sam neil like play off each other so well there's a nice like dynamic and chemistry to them um and it's just a great great film uh great soundtrack as well like it's a nice like indie kind of indie kind of vibe soundtrack like it's really cool so yeah stuff like that uh kind of annoyed me like they, they wasted like good actors in that film and didn't really give them anything to do but i was going like i've i've had that criticism about the recent movies like i enjoyed skull island that was really good didn't like king of the monsters at all first godzilla film was annoying because of the humans like it felt like they were spending too much time it did feel a bit more grounded though um <clears throat> It was all like street level shots. Like you kind of felt like you were in the film. Um, I did like shaky cam stuff like that. Uh, so we were kind of you kind of got the the scale of uh, Godzilla and stuff like that. Like it was class crack. Um, obviously watch it if you're new to the series as well. But the th- the thing that really annoyed me most, I think, about the uh, the new film. There was no acknowledgement of all the all the dead people. So like that big scene, that epic scene where Godzilla and Kong have a fight on the boats, which has incredible physics, by the way. Like I'd love to see like a physics breakdown of an actual uh, like theoretical physicist. <laughs> like when yeah, uh, Kong like jumps from one like airship air, aircraft carrier to like another. Like I would love to see a physics breakdown of that, but anyway. That's not what annoyed me, because I thought that was epic. Um, what annoyed me was, like, nobody addressed the fact that they lost, like, thousands of sailors and all the boats and stuff like that. <laughs> like, it was never, like, even in a side, like, after the battle and, and, like, obviously Godzilla wins that battle, as you know. But even on the way back, if they're sailing, go, like, oh, we lost, lost a, good, a lot of good people that day, uh... You know, we'll have to, like, do a memorial, uh, like, maybe do some sandwiches and tea and stuff like that or something, you know, when we get back home. Not one thing. Not even a throwaway comment. 
Um, <laughs> it was just, it was just straight up like, oh, business as usual, lads. Right, where are we going today? Uh, way back home. Sweet, preparing for the next battle. It just propelled you on to the next, uh, next thing. But nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing like it. Um, and again, when they get to the city, like there's no acknowledgement of like, oh, uh, again, a lot of people died. Like there was no like, I think it wasn't at the end of the Independence Day where they were talking about rebuilding and stuff like that. And like there's a, uh, even the big speech, like the president gives, like he, they acknowledge the destiny's destruction that's gone before. You know, we're going to live on, we're going to survive. Today's our Independence Day. Ah, everybody goes mental. Um, <clears throat> epic. Epic speech. Doesn't need to be epic. Just acknowledge that the war dead. <laughs> just acknowledge the dead. That's all I want. Just a wee bit of realism. Because <clears throat> you wouldn't, if loads of people died in combat, you wouldn't just go like, uh, what's on TV? Fancy kettle or sticking the kettle on or something like that. But yeah. That's uh, that's how dumb the movie is. It's just like setting up big monster fights. So, with that in mind, go watch it. It's a belter. It's class. I had such a good time during it. But I did find it to be a wee bit slow-paced in fairness. Um, it was... How long was it? Like two and a half hours? Something like that. And around the 40-odd minute mark, I think, I was kind of like looking at my watch and going... Oh, it's getting on a bit, isn't it? Um, whereas, like say, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, four hours and ten minutes or something like that. And I was absolutely hooked. I only paused it once for uh, a toilet break. And obviously stuck the kettle on and had tea and biscuits. It was fantastic. Great time. Uh, that was fantastic as well. Make sure you check it out. Uh, Snyder's Justice League. Great uh, so much fun but it didn't feel like four hours like I was just sitting there I watched it in one big sitting you can break it down into like six parts but I was having such a good time I just decided to stay there and watch all of it but you know what I'm rambling on a bit let's wrap this up so we'll do a bit of beer news Um, main thing I want to talk about is Brewdog subscription box so they now have the subscription box. It's about 20 odd quid a month, um, including your postage. But they're actually doing, for new subscribers, it's a free box plus uh, $3.95 shipping, I think it is. So you pay your $3.95 for the first month. You get a box of eight beers, a magazine, a wee snack and stuff for free. And you can cancel anytime you want. So it's basically a vibe of like once your box is dispatched go ahead and head and cancel but i would probably advise saying just stay stay hooked up to it i mean obviously i haven't uh haven't had the first box so i don't know the crack about delivery but so far everything looks really promising it's like they've looked at all these different beer subscription boxes around the place i'm not going to mention names um but Previous experience uh, issues I've noticed have been the uh, payment dates that get taken out by direct debit. They've all been random, which means that you're 
uh, box dispatch date is random as well. So you're not getting the same payment date every month. Um, and you're also not, uh, you know, you're not getting the same dispatch date every month. But BrewDog have their dispatch dates up front. So they said like, oh, uh, like I, I signed up on the 17th of April it was. So the first box was sent out on the 16th of April. So I missed that by a day. So I'm now going to get the May box, which is, uh, I assume, like uh, 16th of May or something like that. <clears throat> so that's, a, that's when that'll be sent out. Um, so yeah, so you're getting the dispatch date up front sort of thing. So you're not wondering, oh, when's this actually going to be shipped? So they're giving you a whole pile of information and the payment date as well looks to be regulated. So maybe the money is going to be collected at the same time each month, which means hopefully uh, the delivery date will be the same every month as well. Because the likes of um, a certain beer subscriber, um, like that I, <laughs> I have, I've had a experiences with, it, it was random. Like they'd say they dispatched the, the beer and it would take, I think at one time it took like 10 days to arrive from dispatch date. Um, which is a bit crazy, but then some days it'll arrive in like four days, you know? So it's a bit strange. It looks like BrewDog have kind of knocked that in the head and just done what they can, but I'm really impressed by it so far. Um, the ordering process was really easy. It gives you a lot of information about what's in the box and stuff like that, and it's very user-friendly. Uh, I'd recommend having a look, especially for the first free box as well, so you can test it out, see how you get on. And I, I'll probably keep it, you know. I'll probably keep it on because it's cheap enough as well. It's like uh, about 20 odd pound, um, whereas the other beer subscriptions, they kept, <laughs> I find they just kept going up and up and up. I mean, this certain subscription company, I was paying like, I think 28 quid. Like, by the end of it, like, when I went to cancel, and I was just like, you know what, I, I can't, I can't keep on with this, you know, like, I can't, I can't keep paying this every month, um, but yeah, so check out BrewDog's subscription box there, sounds good. So another thing I want to give you a heads up about, uh, obviously we're heading out of lockdown, like, there's a lot of different stuff going on, and you're probably wondering, oh, geez, where can I go that's going to have, like, craft beer on draft? Well, Tilt and Pour have you covered. So our buddies at Tilt and Pour, so tiltandpour.com are a, another beer blog from uh, the north as well. And what they've done, they've started putting together this sweet map. Uh, so I think it, it looks like it works off Google Maps anyway, but it's got all these breweries and different bars and stuff like that. And you can scroll about and you can like just basically find ones close to you so great bit of work from them check it out uh, it's on their website but if you go to cansacrosstheworld.com the link to their website is going to be in the uh, the show notes on the the website as well there if you go to cansacrosstheworld.com click into episode 96 you'll see the full description of this podcast and all the links that i talk about and stuff like that as well so get absolutely lashed into it so that about wraps us up for this week's episode of Cans Across the World podcast. You can check us out on 
Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please follow us. It helps the show grow. And obviously our reviews come out every week on cansacrosstheworld.com. It's always good crack. But what about the beer review, Sean? Let's get lashed into here, buddy. Uh, <laughs> so beer. <laughs> That's <laughs> tragic when you have to do it yourself, in it? But this week I've been drinking the Mbongo. Uh, no, sorry, not Mbongo. That's the other one. That's the the more higher percent cousin of Mbongito, which I'm drinking. So I'm drinking the Mbongito by Boundary Brewery. It's a 2.8% ABV table beer. Um, really gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. It's so refreshing. Um, and it's low ABV. You're not tasting like the, the full alcohol of it as well. It's more flavoursome than anything. Uh, it's really gorgeous. It's got these tropical notes like mango, your citrus. Uh, I would say even papaya, stuff like that. Like, it's really nice and fruity. Like, it'd be a lovely sipper. Like, we're getting into the nicer weather, warmer, sunnier. Really gorgeous. Um, carbonization, or carbonization, carbonation in this is quite low. Uh, so, it's more like a nice juice drink as well. Uh, it's really, really pleasant. Um, say so it's got like a medium to light body as well so it's not even it's not challenging at all it's just a lovely sipper like I think you're really going to enjoy this you know if you fancy just grabbing a few of these and taking it easy yeah 100% I, I give this 3.8 out of 5 Um, like it, it's just I was so impressed like it's just such a nice like sipper and obviously we're heading off into the weekend now so it's a nice one to break you into the weekend um like it's going to be great weather by all accounts and we're all going to have a great time so yeah let's get on with it it's sweet also if you fancy getting in touch with the podcast give me a shout sean at cansacrosstheworld.com in your email fired across and uh, let's chat beer let's just chat and have the crack just give me a shout. See, uh, like, if you're listening to the podcast somewhere you shouldn't be. Like, I don't know, in a confessional box or if you're a priest. Like, if you're lashing it out of mass over the speakers. Imagine that. <laughs> be wild. Anyway, have a great weekend. Have a great week. We'll see you again next week uh, with a guest, a lovely guest, to keep me, <laughs> keep me from talking to myself keep me from rambling but thanks again for listening if you've made it thus far you are incredible you're an incredible person and i love you for it thanks very much see you again next week cans across the world to come keep checking it see ya <laughs>